Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this afternoon. Hope everybody's doing well. If you're listening to this, you're listening to my next installment in my college football breakdown series, continuing to break down all 133 teams at the FBS level. And in this segment, I will be continuing with the New Mexico State Aggies, who last season went 7-6 and six as an independent. And of course, now this season, joining Conference USA, uh, been a little while since the Aggies have been a part of a conference, so congratulations to them and their fans. I know they're extremely excited about this move and this opportunity, and it's well-deserved, especially after the season that they had last year and uh, just how they were able to rally the troops. Jerry Kill is one of the best coaches in college football, and thank goodness his health is doing well now, so he's able to be a head coach because he is able to get the most out of every single young man that he coaches. And I know a former uh, former Aggie player, J.J. Uh, Jones, who was a tight end there last year, and he has amazing things to say about Coach Kill. And all those players uh, just love and respect him and would run through a wall for him. So, like I said, thank goodness his health is doing well. And, and I'm so happy that he's able to be a head coach as as he's just a great leader of young men, and he not only is a football coach, but as, as human beings. So uh, go ahead and diving into the breakdown now. Uh, the Aggies play at Aggie Memorial Stadium, which seats 28,853 fans. Uh, beautiful, beautiful venue right in the heart of right in Las Cruces, uh, New Mexico. It's a beautiful, beautiful part of the country, one that I cannot wait to get to in the very near future and uh, experience a game there just uh like i said just a great environment uh there in, in uh at at new mexico state now jumping into a coach on the rise within the program i'm going with defensive coordinator uh nate drailing who is uh a young coach uh assumed the defensive coordinator position in december of 2021 <clears throat> last year this defense was really really good 16th nationally against the pass um, and then overall was 29th nationally and improved by 98 spots so just an unbelievable coaching job uh, coached th three players last season on the defensive side that are on NFL rookie minicamp rosters and Chris Ojo Trevor Brohard and Lazarus Williams so just a like I said, just an amazing job that he has done here with uh, with this program. <clears throat> he, like, like I said, he's a younger head coach. In 2011, he was the MIAA Defensive Player of the Year at Pittsburgh State. Uh, has had 491 career tackles, which is the most at Pittsburgh State and all time in the MIAA conference. So a fantastic player at the D2 level. Uh, he helped lead the Gorillas to the NCAA Division II National Championship in 2011. So j just a fantastic playing career um, that he's propelled into coaching. He's coached at his alma mater, coached at the University of Kansas, and uh, a couple different stops along the way. Uh, but like I said, he has done an unbelievable job here at New Mexico State, and I think it's only a matter of time before he earns his way up into a uh, a, a higher level 
defensive coordinator position, but then eventually as a head coach. Um, just a wonderful, wonderfully gifted coach. Uh, now shifting to the 2023 schedule for the Aggies. They open up week zero, August 26th. They host UMass on ESPN. Just a fantastic opportunity for both of those programs to be on uh, national television. Pre uh, premier slot in the evening. Really, really excited for both programs there. And New Mexico State can get off to a really nice start in the season as they host UMass and FCS Western Illinois from my neck of the woods here in uh, central Illinois. So there is a really, really good opportunity for New Mexico State to start 2-0. And then they go to new conference foe, Liberty, who they throttled last season. So a great opportunity there for them to do some things and start off the conference slate well. Then they go to arch-rival New Mexico, great opportunity for a win there. And then they go to Hawaii, another opportunity for a win. Then they get a bye week, and then they start their midweek action in October. Uh, Wednesday, October 4th, they host FIU. Uh, Wednesday, October 11th, they host Sam Houston. Wednesday, October 18th, they make the, the quick journey down to UTEP to El Paso, the quick 45-minute uh, or so drive down to El Paso for a nationally televised game on ESPN2. And then Tuesday, October 24th, they go to Louisiana Tech. Then they shift back to their Saturday schedules in November where they play Middle Tennessee at Kentucky, at Auburn, and Jacksonville State. So looking at that schedule, I see a real opportunity for New Mexico State to not only get back to bowl eligibility like they did last season, but to contend in, in Conference USA. Western Kentucky and Liberty seem to be the prohibitive favorites uh, by most media outlets, and the Aggies do have to play both of them on the road, but the rest of the schedule sets up pretty darn nicely for the Aggies to really, really make some noise. And, and I think that this team can can honestly better their win total from last season. I think that the potential is really there to do that. Um, and they had seven wins last year, including that bowl victory. Uh, shifting to the position-by-position position breakdown now, starting offensively, uh, quarterback Diego Pavia has proved doubters wrong his entire career. From high school to junior college to FBS football, he has heard it all. He, he didn't get recruited much out of high school, went to New Mexico Military Institute at the junior college level, led them to a national championship, and then after that didn't get much interest until New Mexico State came calling and he got an opportunity. Uh, last season, he responded when given the opportunity, and the team followed his lead, accounting for 19 touchdowns and nearly 2,000 yards of total offense last year. Uh, the Quick Lane Bowl MVP will do even more in 2023. I'm really excited to see what Diego Bafia can do this year, given an entire season as the starting quarterback, an entire offseason to improve. He is a definite scrambler QB. He's one of those... Uh, I don't want to say reckless, but sometimes he, he will put himself on the line. And, and I, I respect the heck out of that. And I know his teammates and coaching staff do as well. He, he is a heck of a gamer and uh, a great leader for this football team. Uh, the running back room features multiple backs who have seen action. Star Thomas, uh, Jamani Jones, and then Amante Watkins, who can also play cornerback. He's a heck of an athlete. Provide a lot of for this offense and will cause headaches for many teams 
those three guys can really do some things with the ball in their hands, and they make this a really potent rushing attack. Uh, the receiving core returns multiple weapons and will be vastly improved from last season. Wide receivers Jonathan Brady, Cordell David, Bryce Childress, Chris Bellamy, and Jordan Parker all have experience, as does tight end Thomas Whitford, who could really burst onto the scene this season. And then the addition of tight end Tyler Devra from Stony Brook and then junior college wide receiver Jordan Smith provide fantastic depth. Uh, so the receiving core, like I said, this is going to be a vastly improved unit that will be utilized much more. <clears throat> the offensive line returns four starters and will be improved. Uh, center Cannon Yarrow, right guard Isaiah Marcelat, left guard AJ Vapalu, and left tackle Shiaza Pete all return. And the addition of left tackle Jacob Golden from Boise State solidifies this line. This line should be much improved from last season as well, and they're going to do a heck of a job blocking for this rushing attack that's going to be really, really potent from the three running backs I mentioned, then, of course, Diego Pavia himself. Uh, defensively, the defensive line is anchored by defensive tackle Isaiah Reed, and then Sterling Webb also returns with valuable experience. The additions of uh Dion Watson from Arizona and Denver Warren from the Juco level are huge inside. All four of those guys I just mentioned are inside a defensive tackle. And then defensive ends, uh, Nakai Weber, Walker, and Noah Arzine have experience. So a, a solid group on the defensive line. Uh, the linebacking core lost some big-time playmakers from last season. I mentioned two of them when I uh, discussed uh, some of the rookies that they have in NFL mini camps this year. Uh, Gabe Peterson and Keyshawn Elliott have some experience, uh, but the additions of Zaire Thornton from the junior college level and Jamari Budden from Penn State will play big roles on this unit, especially Jamari Budden. He, he's going to be a special player on this defense, I believe. Uh, the secondary returns Andre Sheldon and Dylan Early and would look to remain strong as they ranked 16th nationally in pass defense last season. The Aggies also return uh, De Devlin Kirkland, Malachi McLean, B.J. Schlark, uh, J.J. DeVril, and um, Makai Miller to the back end. And then the additions of Keontae Glinton from Wyoming, John Huggins from Jackson State, Jordan Vincent from Eastern Illinois, and then Miles Rouser from Campbell are huge Riles was a, is a former four-star recruit, and I could see him doing some amazing things in this secondary moving forward as, as Keontae Glinton. Uh, shifting to special teams now, kicker Ethan Albertson returns after a serviceable 2022 season, and the punting duties will belong to either George Erbelay or Southeast Missouri State transfer Zach Haynes. A battle ensuing there between those two. Final analysis now, this is my opinion on the Aggies heading into the season. There are not many better coaches out there than Jerry Kill. Like I said before in the intro, huge fan of his. Uh, like I said, with a former player that I know, I know that these these players on this roster love and respect him. And uh, just, like I said, extremely excited that he's healthy. He proved that once again last season, that he can not only coach at a high level, but get the most out of a team, and he absolutely did that. This program has great leadership from Coach Kill, 
then also from quarterback Diego Pavia and DB Andre Sheldon. This is a really, really good player-driven team, as we kind of saw last year. When things hit the fan, the players really stepped up and proved themselves. And uh, with the leadership of Pavia and Sheldon and, and many others, uh, just just a tremendous group here. Another bowl appearance is in the Aggies' future. I, I firmly believe that. And I really believe that this team can challenge in Conference USA this season. Yes, they have to go to Liberty and to Western Kentucky. I think Western Kentucky is the prohibitive favorite, if I'm being completely 100% honest. But at the same time, these Aggies return more than enough to this roster to make noise in this conference. And I really think they're going to be a player at the end of the day in this entire race. And I'm a fan of this team, of this coaching staff, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they can do with another year and another offseason uh, in this system with the great coaching staff that they have, but the, again, the great player leadership that they have. So hope you guys enjoy this breakdown. Love doing these. It's one of the favorite things I get to do every year. Uh, please like, subscribe, or if you're listening to the podcast, give the podcast Twitter account a follow at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good day. God bless.